It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard. We had a busy Friday night, especially in boys basketball. There were a handful of uh, girls games and some very good ones. It was a busy night in the BWAC. Um, and then there was plenty of hockey for the weekend, too, as we wrapped up the regular season to ramp up for the playoffs, which actually start this week in hockey. In fact, I have a playoff game for you later tonight. So... What do you want to add? Yeah, there's well, hockey's not as regimented as uh, boys and girls basketball, where it's just kind of whatever with the dates for the. Yeah, it's pretty willy nilly through the regional. Um, but no, we had a lot of boys games on Friday. Some very encouraging results. Um, I was going all over the place Friday night. <laughs> we can um, tell that story. Yeah, we will. Um, and a, a big win for Emily City in the BWAC sets up essentially a winner-take-all on Tuesday, although there will still be one game after that. And, yeah, we have the the draws officially for the boys' district, and I think that'll uh, – well, some teams, I think, got a really good draw and couldn't have asked for much more, and there are other teams that if they win a district title – Boy, did they earn it in their in their district. Yeah, all right. Well, we'll get to all of that on a Monday show that starts right after this. Every piece of land has a story written by those who work it, like the Nelsons, who cruise around their ranch on a John Deere Gator XUV835R. With 3,000 acres, there's plenty of work to do. It's all about efficiency. That's how they've kept their ranch going for five generations. We wouldn't be in ranching without the Gator. Run with us on a Gator XUV835R and start telling your story. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's locations in Auburn Hills, Badaxe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. I'm Jordan Rohde, one of the new owners of Four Sports. I'm extremely proud to be a part of the community and to help those in it. We will beat the big box stores in service, quality, and price. For sports equipment, uniforms, varsity jackets, corporal apparel, awards, engravings, and more, making us your team's one-stop shop. Come into the same location we've always been at, 3950 Pine Grove Avenue. Come in the side door until our brand new retail space is open. So swing on by and check us out at the brand new Four Sports. Francic Water Conditioning, your authorized independent Connecticut dealer, wants you to get the ball rolling to better living through better water. It's good to know you have someone in your corner with a full line of whole house and at-the-sink filtering systems. Call 800-848-5150 to schedule your free in-home water analysis and plumbing audit. The best quality water is within reach with Francic Water Conditioning and Connecticut. Call us at 800-848-5150. Finding that missing shin guard, remembering whether it's a home or away game, getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things, like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref. That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. Dine out with the feel of being at home when you visit the Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. Come for the food and stay for the family atmosphere. Try all of Chef Susie's world-famous homemade soups and sauces. Open Tuesday through Sunday at 8 a.m. for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. The Hogtown Tavern in Melvin also does carry out. Call 810-378-5565. Whether you want a great steak or their delicious fettuccine Alfredo, they have a menu for all tastes with daily specials. So come to the place where no one is a stranger, the Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. Upgrade your business with Quality Computer Solutions, your all-in-one IT managed services provider. QCS becomes your IT help desk managing desktops, laptops, servers, phone systems, and more. You manage your business, we handle your technology seamlessly. Already have an IT staff? QCS provides expert staff augmentation for enterprise-level projects. Worried about security? Ensure your data safety with QCS. Call now for a free on-site security assessment or visit us at our website at qcsph.com. Again, that's QCS. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome uh, back, and uh, let's get to it. Boys basketball. I want to start with the game that we thought you were going to 
to do. Uh, and and the circus that this turned into. Oh, yeah. So PH <laughs> was supposed to host Ford for the, the another Matt crossover. Both got eliminated at certain points. So they were the, the, the blue team was supposed to host, or the silver team was supposed to host, I think Ford's in the blue, um, was supposed to host them. Well, apparently uh, some communication issues arose and Port Huron went down to Ford. And Ford came up to Port Huron. <laughs> um, so two teams thought they had a road game, and the officials went to Ford. So they said, while the officials are at Ford, we're going to make the best of this. JV and Varsity are going to play. And boy, did the Varsity play in that one. Uh, PH, yeah, so Ford went to PH yes. and then back to Ford. Yes. They spent probably two hours on a bus. Which uh, helps. Yes. Uh, so it was a... A road game, essentially, for Ford in terms of travel, but it worked out pretty well because PH gets a, a very nice win, 75-67. to 67. They win a barn burner against Ford, and in this, it's a 37-point performance for Garrett James. Seven points on seven threes. He had five steals as well. Jaden Carswell went for 17-9, and nine. and even Noah Adams, nine points with 11 boards, and they get a, a high-flying win to, to close out their MAC tournament crossover play as they get ready for their district. Yeah, and I wanted to go back and look because I did his other 30-point game that was at Croslex. And I just wanted to see if, because uh, for some reason, 38 is what I thought, but I don't know that for certain. So I, this might have been a new high for him. But seven threes is a lot of threes. That's a lot of threes. That's a big time performance. Yeah, he had 35 against the Pioneers, so this was a new career high for him. Which I have to imagine seven, is, seven threes is close to the school record. I would think so, because, you know, through my head... Again, PH has had a lot of talent and a lot of good players, um, and they had guys that have, that were scorers. But I just don't remember a guy who was just that much of a sharpshooter. I mean, again, it takes one good night, but seven threes is a lot. Either way, that's a great performance from him and PH as they get the win over Utica Ford. I like that uh, bounce back after losing at Clintondale and. Again, despite all the weird driving back and forth stuff for Ford, they still get a win on the road, but it was almost like a neutral site game <laughs> for them. Northern, uh, went, <clears throat> Northern, if I can, if my voice wants to hold up, got a, a nice win over Lons Cruz. Kind of expected this one. It was 71-56. That's what you're looking for from Northern when they go down and play a, a team in a lower MAC division because Northern right now is at that level when they can do that. Amir Moreland, 19 points, 9 boards, 6 assists. Alex Jamison with 15. Caden Cantrell, a double-double, 14 and 10. Haru had 12. And Malik Thompson with 11. Yeah, they're. Uh, I mean, they're they're just loaded right now and i think they're playing really good basketball uh even uh the the other uh night last week i saw them lose 67 63 they still played a solid basketball game they're just playing another good team that was a team that was 10 and 0 in the red and went on to beat lincoln in the mac championship yeah, game I saturday mean, so i i mean I, I think northern's playing good basketball they finally seem to be healthy like Malik getting double digits because he was kind of gimping around uh, earlier in the week. So that sounds like a solid performance. They've got Tyrese Johnson back, and they're working him into the uh, the lineup. Um, this this is a solid basketball team. And, you know, they got guys that don't score, Brady, but are have gotten better and are doing good things. Jordan's just a freshman. But he, he's, you know, he's a nice piece. He doesn't hurt them. And Lincoln Watkins, Lincoln doesn't have to score. He just has to get rebounds and play defense, get in the way. And he's been doing that, and he's been staying out of foul trouble. Yeah, and even if you get into foul trouble, you, you can kind of use that in your in your role. Um, but Northern, they're 16-5 and five now. They have one more game against Marysville before the district. And I think the season's gone about as well as you could ask for. I mean, outside of yeah. a couple close losses, replacing Mr. Basketball and having three sophomores all kind of mature and step up at the same time along with everyone else, 
Northern season has gone about as well as you could hope for. And now it's just do what Northern hasn't been able to do in a long time and get over that district hump. Yeah, they're deep. They have a big win over Lincoln this year. And any of their five losses, you can go back and look at it and go, well, they lost to really good that teams. Was what, Romeo's probably the only one that they would want back. Yeah. That, you and, know, and you, they, they shouldn't lose that game is yeah. the only one um, like that. Yeah. Uh, all right, so uh, Marysville is just snake bit. They they, I, they can't get the the big shot or make the big stop or or whatever it is. But I mean, they're losing just ridiculously close games here, and it's got to be frustrating. Uh, certainly, Sterling Heights is a team you think you can beat. They lose to Lamphere fifty-one to fifty on Friday. Yeah, that one is. Uh... Just another frustrating close loss. I'm going through right now. I'm going to look at how many – what would you say is a clutch game within two possessions? Yeah. All right. So uh, I'm looking right now. So they lost to Clintondale in OT by two points. So they're 0-1. They lose to Lakeview by five. They're 0-2. They lose – or they beat Lakeview by three. So they're 1-2. and two, And then uh, beat Madison by five, which – counts but probably shouldn't have been in that spot but we'll give it to them they were two and two and then they've lost two two point games in a row so in in two possession games are closer they're two and four with one of them being against madison yet they just they do struggle to hit any big shots or i don't know they just they're missing that X factor, I guess, is as lame of a way as that is to put it. And yeah, but they, but I mean, let's take those four losses. Let's say you go two and two in that, and that actually alters your record significantly. I think it does, and I don't know. It just you you want that more, and you felt like Marysville had turned the corner. They had won six straight, and including a win over Saint Clair which you're feeling, all right, they've got it going, they figured it out, and then they go 0-3 in, in, in the MAC tournament crossover series, and including two games you felt they should have won, and then the one against PH was a stinker. But, as you know, again, PH, they just don't match up with PH. No, no, they don't. But, it's again, it's hard to tell. Sterling Heights got out to an early lead and they fought back and lost an OT for Lamp Fear. They were leading most of the way and then couldn't hold on. Now, the weird quirk is because it just happened to work out this way, they go down to Lamp Fear again tonight because this was originally scheduled <laughs> back in like September or whenever. Yeah. And then just they both happened to finish in the right spot in the MAC. They both lost at the right time to end up crossing over with each other in the MAC tournament. So that was just, it's going to happen once in a while. Um, but they get a chance to go back to Lamp Fear. I don't want to say this is must win, but I feel like for confidence sake, you need it because you're not beating Northern on Wednesday. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, unless Northern just completely pulls the shoot. And rests everybody because <laughs> that's another team they're not going to match up well with. Because it, yeah, because Northern does everything PH does, but better. Yeah, um, yeah. Because if you don't win tonight, you're likely going into your district on a five-game losing streak, which and is weird because they were streaking in the other right. direction a week ago. And it feels like you almost undo all that goodwill, all that, all the positives. It's, this is a this is kind of a big game for them because otherwise you're going into districts not having won a game in three weeks. Ouch. And yeah. it, it it doesn't feel like that. That's the weird – for us on the outside, it feels like it hasn't been three weeks since Marysville won a game. It's just been like a week, and we were talking about what a great streak that they, that they were on. So they have a big one against Lamphere. Uh, real quick before we get to mine, Romeo beats Marine City 75-37. That was a mismatch all day for the Mariners. Yeah, uh, and Marine City's just struggling. Yes, um, they, they, they They struggle to score, and, and then it hurts them at the other end, too, because teams are just rebounding the basketball and running down the other end of the court and getting easy baskets. All right, here's the uh, game I ended up going to because it was the only one that was close enough 
uh, for me to get to in time had I known earlier about the game getting moved. I think I would have maybe ended up in MLA City for uh, that one. But anyway, go down to St. Clair. They're playing Roseville, and I knew going into this one, boy, it was going to be a tough one. I mean, this is the team that finished second in the red. Uh, they're a really solid program. They have been for a while, and St. Clair just struggled. I mean, it, it, there's no point going blow by blow, but Roseville is so fast and so athletic. It was almost a retread of what I saw with Northern as Roseville was able to lock up Braylon France because they can send two guys at him and they got have guys that are equally as athletic as them and no one for St. Clair was able to do anything else. I mean, the, the, outside of Braylon France, no one scored more than four points for them. And that's been St. Clair's weakness is if you have someone that can take away Braylon France, and that's a big if, and the only teams that we've seen at are least the red teams. Yeah, are Northern and Roseville. But when they do that, they have the role players aren't able to create anything and they're held to 24 points. Roseville beats them 53 24. This game was over in the second quarter. Yeah. I guess the, the good news for St. Clair is you, you don't have to play a Mac red team when the playoffs. Start. No, you, you, you wouldn't know. have to play a team that caliber till probably the regional final, Yeah, which is the good news. Now the bad news is if I want to, uh, if you want to look at the glass half empty side, they've had three games against what you'd call really good competition. Like uh, maybe around elite new Haven, uh, Northern Roseville. They have gotten blown out in all three of those yeah. games. Like uh, New Haven was 76-41, Northern was 62-36, and it wasn't that close, and Roseville was 53-24. If when, Ro when St. Clair gets shut down, they get shut down. Um, so that's the that would be the only concerning part because I do think St. Clair is still the favorite in their district, and then they'd have a game against Yale uh, or Croslax or MLA City or whoever the hell comes out of that district, and I think that would be a, a fun matchup. But after that point, granted, it is a regional finals, and you don't get there every day. No. I'd be very worried, though, yeah. because when, when teams have been able to match France's speed and athleticism – St. Clair's not had an answer. Yeah, it's it's been a, a struggle, and we talked about we've been talking about that from the beginning of the basketball season. Who's going to step up and be the other guys? And it just hasn't been consistent for them. No, there was a stretch where Evan Trudeau was playing really well. I thought Liam Nesbitt's had a few games. Both big men have had games where they've scored uh, double figures and been in the – Jack Howell had a, like a yeah. weak stretch where he was hitting every three he took. Um, but I don't know. Maybe it's just because I saw them in not too far of a like a week span or two-week span, uh, the Northern and Roseville games. But, yeah, St. Clair just could not get anything going offensively. And Roseville played basically their JV team in the fourth quarter. Uh, St. Clair never scored more than seven in a quarter. And for a team that, what we've said, usually relies on their defense, they, they have to score more than that, obviously. Yes. Um, yeah, so, you're not going to win boys basketball games scoring 24 points. So they have a game against Anchor Bay uh, this week to round out their regular season and. Is it fair to say kind of like Marysville? They don't need a win, but if you don't, it's four out of five they've lost going into the district. And, and Anchor Bay is a team that I think St. Clair can match up with, but, I mean, they they're not bad. They took it to when, when the Red Hawks went down. Yeah, they're, they're not bad, and they played Dakota kind of tough. It was 63-54 on Friday night. That's Yeah, that's nowhere near a gimme, but that's a game that I think St. Clair – needs to step up and win and get a little bit of confidence going into the district because as the, the, the we've gone down the stretch, I think Richmond's playing better. Marysville has already beat them. I I know Armada, at least on any given night, can play up to they, it. They had those two wins that make you want to believe. So Excuse at me. worst, um, I know that Armada can beat a really good team. 
they've shown that. Now, how consistent that is, I don't know. Um, but that district maybe is a little tighter than I thought it was in January. Yeah. The one other max score was Lance Cruz North beat New Haven 58-49. to And I don't know what's happened from the beginning of the season to now, but New Haven's kind of uh, fallen off the earth yeah, here. New Haven's record now is, if I can find it. Because they were murdering teams. They're 11-10. and 10. Weren't yeah. they eight and one? Yeah, like the the start of their season, they were they, scoring like seventy five points a game. I know they were playing Murderers Row, but to go from that to like what what what's the quick math? Three and nine in your next twelve is a stark contrast. Yes, so something going on uh, there. All right, one BWAC game played on Friday night. Uh, you alluded to it. Imlay City beats Richmond. 61 to uh, 47, and this has meaning to it. That's a huge win for MLA City, and now Pioneer fans are, well, the the chances of them sharing a BWAC title go down exponentially. Uh, With this win for MLA City, tomorrow they play Yale in MLA City. I'll be out there for that one, and that means that essentially the winner of that one has a shot at an outright BWAC title. They'll have to just win the second game that week. For MLA City, it's up at North Branch. For Yale, it's home to Armada. Both games that I think either side would be favored in, um, but I can't say either's a gimme. But it sets up essentially a BWAC championship game on Tuesday in MLA City. And I just, after all the ups and downs of the BWAC season, doesn't it? seem a little fitting that you're going to have one game at the end of the year essentially for the title. The winner is guaranteed a share. It's just, will they have an outright title? Well, here's the thing, because, again, unlikely that Cross-Lex is going to get a piece of this. I think one of these two teams will win out. But if the Pioneers beat Algonac and beat Elmont, then all they need is for Yale and Emily City to split their last two games, and it's right. a three-way tie. They need so there's no way. It, well, I guess there is a way it can be a two-way tie, and, and they know that one of them's going to lose. Right. They need the winner of Tuesday to lose Friday. Yeah. Um. But they again, Richmond could have helped them out. Had Richmond won, that would have made a whole another mess of it. Yeah. But essentially, Emily City's win. And by the way, I have the leading scores. I believe Nash. Ended with 20 in this one. Uh, hold on one second. Um, Nash ended with 20. Landon Jones had 14. Man, I, maybe it's because I hadn't seen him in person until a few weeks ago. But I really like the way he played. He had 14. Isaac Sommer with 13. Yeah. L- Landon's just super athletic. Uh, again, he's another one of those guys can jump out of the gym. Well, and he was, he was the one that against... Crosslex took over. Nash didn't do a whole lot. Crosslex did a nice job slowing him down. Landon Jones, I think, had twenty. Yeah, he he had uh, nineteen, I think, uh, in a game that I saw recently. His struggle though was at the free throw line. They almost let that game get away against Elmont because uh, he he struggled at the line, or or he could have had close to thirty points that night. So Emily City ha- gets a huge win. And they set up uh, one last game against Yale at home that will guarantee the winner at least a share of a league title. Now, it's at Imlay City. So that should give the Spartans a little bit of an advantage. But I just am, I don't know. All season long, I felt Yale is the best team in this group. Where am I at now? I, I guess. Yale, to me, is a, a one-point favorite going into the game, yeah, even probably, on the road. Probably on a possession. The biggest thing for it being at Emily City, and Emily City's got a very nice gym, but it just being not at Yale, I think, makes a big difference. Yeah. Because if you take away how good a team is, because, yeah, if you have a good team playing in their gym, is always going to be tough. Yale, I think, is, in a vacuum, the toughest place to play in. Like, the environment there is loud. I mean, they do it up there everything they do it it feels big time I feel like they always have the biggest student sections and it being just not there instead in MLA City I think helps MLA City out not in the fact that the Spartans gym is an incredibly tough place to play in but that it's just not in Yale's gym it just um and it's like this I I think at 
every gym if I really wanted to think about it. But, like, the home side at Emily City is across from you. So that's, like, I like that the players can see their fans getting excited, but you hear the people behind you more than you hear the people across from you. Um, not that it's not loud. It gets loud in there, but but the Yale people are behind the Yale bench. And I, I don't know. I, I think that's a little bit of, a, of an encouragement advantage. I do kind of wish this game was a Friday so you could get more – you'd likely get more people there. Yeah. But – I'm sure on a Tuesday night you'll get a you get a pretty good crowd. Yale Demley City isn't too yeah. bad. So and by the way, after they play this game, because as you said, the winner automatically has a share of the title no matter what happens the rest of the week. Emily City's got a fairly tough like they're they're a better team than North Branch. I'm just gonna say it. They're a better team than North Branch. But going up to North Branch is tricky. Right. Trickier than Yale having to go home. To play Armada, and I know Armada had those two wins. Got them once, so you know they're going to be locked in. Yeah, yeah, Yale is going to be focused for for that game. And then, as I say, um, Croslex will be the favorite this week to win out, but they need help from the other teams. They need each of those to lose once. All right, to the GTC East, Harbor Beach, I guess, did it officially go in as a forfeit? Yes, that's, a that's what the state had. All right, had. so Harbor Beach beats Marlette 2 to nothing there, in a forfeit. There were issues there. We knew, we we don't, knew that yeah. game wasn't going to happen earlier this week. Uh, Sandusky beat Memphis 60-36. to Brown City over KPAC 68-52. Sure, that, that makes as much sense <laughs> as anything else has happened in this league. Um, Kingston over Peck 53-36. Dryden runs past Deckerville 76-47. And Akron Fairgrove beats uh, CPS 64-40. When we talk about the districts in the third segment, remind me to bring up Dryden because they were actually the, the subject of an article in the Freep about weird scheduling that makes no sense in the district that I think, well, I don't know if it hurts the Cardinals specifically, but it doesn't make sense, and I wanted to bring it up because Mick McCabe did a, an article on it, and I thought it was interesting, and when I clicked it, I wasn't expecting a team that, even if they're on the outer ring of our coverage, a team that we cover even a little bit to get talked about in the Freep. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll do that. But when we come back, uh, there were a handful of girls games and it was a busy final weekend of the regular season for hockey. We'll do that in segment two. What passions do you want to pursue next in life? Do you want to be a sculptor, a volunteer, teach your grandkids to fish? Your Ameriprise financial advisor, Dave Betts, can help you plan for the life you want today and well into the future. With the right financial advisor, life can be brilliant. Call Dave Betts at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc. Member FINRA and SIPC. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Preferred Seamless Gutters in Emily City has been family-owned and operated since 1997. In-house employees, when you call Preferred, you get Preferred. At Preferred, they manufacture all components, making them the warehouse. This ensures prompt installation from Preferred's well-trained and courteous staff, serving St. Clair, Sanilac, Genesee, and northern Macomb counties. Give Melissa a call and she'll be happy to schedule a quote. No high-pressure sales, just great service from Preferred Seamless Gutters in Imlay City. Call 800-964-6613 today. Shopping for a vehicle the last two years has been frustrating for all of us. Inflated prices and misleading ads that waste your time and money. Look no further than Jepson Car Company. Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson Car Company is St. Clair County's most transparent dealership. At Jepson, the price you see on a vehicle is the price you pay. No hidden fees or misleading rebates. When you need your next vehicle, stop by Jepson Car Company today. 
Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. This is Amari Haller. I play quarterback at Port Huron High School. As a high school student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region here at Port Huron Schools. The district provides personalized success for all students because each Port Huron School's journey is unique and special. I know I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the field. I know they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools has prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, uh, welcome uh, back. Uh, girls basketball was primarily in the BWAC on Friday night. Um, and at the uh, end of the night when the smoke cleared, we maybe have a clearer picture of things, but there's still some convoluted things that I don't think are going to happen, but they could happen. They're on the board. But Armada laser-focused, and they beat North Branch by 40 points. Yeah. 56-16 um, to 16 to stay on top. You think the loss to Emily City refocused them a little bit? I think so. Lit, lit a little extra fire underneath them because, wow, um, I was not expecting that. North Branch is a, is a decent team, and Armada made them look not decent. So that put Armada to 11-1. and one. They maintain a half-game lead in the league over Yale, who really had to gut out a 42-39 win um, at uh, Crosslex. This was a really good basketball game. Crosslex led 14-12 after one. The fourth and fifth points of the game for Yale in the first quarter were free throws by Sadie Dykstra. Those were the only two points she had with four minutes to go in the third quarter. She had not made a shot in the game. And to be quite blunt about it, her shots were terrible. She was missing by a mile. The Pioneers were doing a really good job on uh, her. Um, and, and it was more than one person, but but um, Persig was doing a great job. Dennison was doing a great job. Whoever was on Sadie, they were doing all they could. But here's the thing. Barr had 10 points. Kimmy Martin had 10 points. Grace Keskis had seven points. Knocked down a big three. So her teammates were keeping them around. Right. And with about four minutes to go in the third quarter, Sadie Dykstra showed us why we think she's a superstar. She said, you know what? My teammates are doing their part. I need to do my part. And in the last 12 minutes of that game, she scored 13 points, knocked down five shots, including two big threes. One of them was a bank shot, and I think that got her going. Just needed to get one to fall. Yep. Like, like it was like, oh, another terrible shot. Ooh, it went in. Here I go. Uh, and she finished with a game-high 15 points. After being shut down for the first 20 minutes of that game, she finishes with a game-high 15 points. Yale comes from behind in the fourth quarter and beats Crosslex 42 to, to 39 and the pioneers made a solid effort Mackenzie Dennison had 14 points Emma Knoll hit three big three-pointers and finished with uh, nine Edwards had six Oleski had uh, six I really thought this was one of the the better games I've seen Ava Oleski play this season she was into it um and this was just two really good basketball teams playing a really good basketball game, but the superstar decided, I'm going to win the game at the end. Mm -hmm. And that's basically how this one boils down to. And it ends up with the Armada win being a big win for Yale because now they're 10-1 and in conference. So there's a half-game difference. 
and they still have to play each other. Uh, and that game, of course, is coming up this week. Crosslex slips to eight and three, but before you say they're out of it, if they actually win out, they can still get to eleven wins. They just need Armada not to win another game this year, and they need Yale to go one and two this week and beat Armada. Well, I guess the good news for Crosslex is they get a, a chance to give Yale one of those two losses because they rematch on Wednesday. Yeah, so the, the yeah, Crosslex finishes out by playing at Yale, at Elmont, at Algonac. Obviously, they're a favorite in the last two games. Right. Um, so the Yale game is key for them. But all of Yale's games are key, too, because they've got to win that game against Crosslex because then they can go heads up with Armada basically for the league. It, it's the league championship right. game. If they beat Crosslex, Crosslex is done, and then it's a two-team race. And the winner of that game is going to be the winner. And Armada doesn't play until that game. And then they wrap up with Richmond, who they'll be a heavy favorite mm-hmm. to to win an outright, or outright league uh, title. And, and Yale's uh, still got to go to Emily City to play a game, too. So uh, it, it's, it's not over yet. It's getting a little clearer. And right now, there's a big game on Tuesday that Yale needs to win. So that when they play Armada on uh, Thursday, I believe it is, um, yeah. that's basically for the league title. And that's uh, that's very taxing on on a team to have to at, be asked to be playing all those games in a row. Um, by the way, this, it looks like the state side has that as a Friday game. I think it was originally scheduled for Thursday, so maybe that was moved around. We'll have to check on that yeah. either way. Um, I'm going with Friday night when right. I went through it and looked right. at everybody's yeah. schedule. Right. So, so the dates with, may have changed over the weekend. We're going Friday night. Um, it looks like it might be a part of a doubleheader at um, at Yale, which would be a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, you have to beat Crosslex and then not I guess not trip up against Crosslex because you beat them once, have to play them twice in a row, and it's right in the shadow of you having to go uh, have Armada come to you. Hey, if they will go 3-0 and in this stretch, they've earned it, and then it's don't trip up against a good Emily City team. You know, but, and, and we complain about the weather, but the weather is what set all this up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the weather is what set all of this uh, up. All right, Almont beat Algonac 41-37, to and Emily City beat uh, Richmond 33-25 to to round out Friday night's uh, BWAC uh, scores. Supposed to be a game in the uh, thumb, but uh, Ubley gets a forfeit win over KPAC. I don't know the story there um, or what uh, happened. All uh, right, two nothing game. Yeah, two nothing game. All right, uh, no, no two nothing games on uh, Friday in hockey. But this was the final weekend of the regular season for hockey. The playoffs actually uh, start uh, tonight. Um, so on uh, Friday, Port Huron Unified got their second win of the season. Brady, they beat Gross Point North again, five to four. So they they sweep the season series over the uh, Norsemen. Joey Gilbert had three assists. Jace Kimmon with a goal and an assist. Uh, Ron Mason had a goal and an assist. Jax uh, DeMille had a goal and an assist. Um, Braden Fontenot with a goal. And uh, Charlie DeMille with a goal. I believe it's his first career goal. Um, and I know he'd only had like one point this season going. So I know that that would have been an exciting moment. I actually, I've done a lot of PH games, going to do one tonight. I wish it would have been there for that moment. <laughs> right. Because I know they went crazy uh, when Charlie got the uh, goal. Uh, Marysville lost on uh, Friday to Romeo, 5-2. to two. Anchor Bay blanked St. Clair Shores Unified 4 to nothing. St. Clair Shores Unified is going to be who Northern plays in their first playoff game. Uh, Thumb Legion in mid-Michigan, 8-7 to seven in overtime. Mid-Michigan wins that wild fun. one. Yeah, Chase, fun game. Yeah, Chase Tulaski, unless you're a goalie. Chase Tulaski, two goals and an assist. Gabe Vanderlip, the best name in hockey, goal and an assist. Peyton Bowerman had a goal and an assist. Cole Leonard had a goal and an assist. Nicholas Wood and uh, Chase Ernest also had goals uh, for Legion, but they uh, fall just a little short in that one. And then Saturday was also a busy day. Lance Cruz Unified uh, blanked uh, PH 6 to nothing. Gross Point South beat Northern 3 to nothing. This was a game I was at, uh, Brady. First period, it was all Northern. They were all over them. And the, uh, the goalie for Gross Point uh, South made 13 saves. Probably 10 of them were on 
great scoring chances. Northern missed the net a lot too uh, because uh, they really dominated the uh, the period. And they come out of the period down one nothing. They they were pressing. They tried to hold the puck in at the blue line. Kid named uh, Vincent Skeglio because there are no easy names to say on Gross Point South. Tipped the puck past the D, jumped past them, had a breakaway from his own blue line in, and scored. And, and of course, it was like the first shot of the game that the Northern goalie Kyle Dunn had faced. And he's only playing in his third game because he's a senior, so they started him uh, in the last regular season game, so no chance. So they're down one nothing. Uh, South got an early goal in the second. The second period was pretty even. Like the game kind of evened out. And the shots were even, and it was 2 nothing going into the uh, third. And then Gross Point South put it in lockdown. Like, they, Northern couldn't get an inch. They, they couldn't get the puck through center ice. Northern's kind of a flow team. They're a skate team. They got a lot of skill. They couldn't get the puck in the zone. Uh, it, I thought Gross Point South, that was one of the best defensive periods that I've seen a hockey team play. They kind of frustrated uh, Northern. They got an empty net goal at the end, and they win the game three to nothing. Uh, Thirty-two shots by the Huskies again. They had a lot of chances early. They didn't capitalize, and the chances went away towards the uh, end. So, uh, to me, it wasn't that Northern played poorly. It was that South improved as the game went along. Well, and that's a team that they might play very soon. Yeah. Because uh, uh, the the bracket's set up, South plays PH tonight. Yep. Uh, that game's on at 8 o'clock on stream one. The winner of that game plays De La Salle. And then the other side of the bracket on Thursday is Northern and St. Clair Shores Unified. And then the winners meet actually next week, right. on two, a week from tomorrow, because it's really spread out. Uh, all right, Marysville beat Utica 10-4, to two goals and an assist for Luke Thick. Ben LaValle had two goals and gets 30 this season. Pretty good. In 24 games, he scored 30. That's a lot. Brody Tuffin with a goal and an assist. Colin Lone had a goal. Gavin Vernarski had a goal. Tanner Kuhn with his first goal of the year. Trevor Wallace had a goal. And Drew Krasinski with his first career goal. Uh, he only played five games this year. I, I think he had an injury and he just recently got into the lineup, but that means every Viking scored this year. And the Marysville wins the Mac right outright. Yeah. Uh, Romeo beats Anchor Bay 6-4. to four. Cade Carr had a couple of goals. Way, uh, Wyatt Bliskowski had two assists. Uh, Chris Steele and Jack Jentz had the other goals for the uh, Tars. And Tawas held off Thumb Legion 3-2 to two, despite two goals from Peyton Bowerman, uh, who ended up scoring 17 this year for uh, Legion and having – a pretty good year. Yeah, not it's, quite Lettner It's not numbers. Lettner numbers, but they he had 17 and Vanderlip had 16. So, I mean, between those two guys, they kind of made up some of the scoring. And a couple of one-goal games for Thumb Legion. But Marysville, Mac White champs, congratulations to them. Um, and they, what, their district or their region gets started later this week? They're, yeah. They're one of the weird ones, aren't the, they? There are a couple of weird ones. All right, so we went through uh, at McMorrin, by the way, for Northern and, and PH. Uh, so Marysville is in the Cranbrook um, Regional. Marysville doesn't play until next Monday. Oh, wow, I didn't realize it was that far away. Friday, Bishop Foley plays Gross Point North. Bishop Foley will then play Gross Point Liggett on Monday, and Cranbrook and Marysville play on Monday. And the finals there are a week from Wednesday on the 28th. Um, and Thumb Legion is over at Fenton. They will play Swan Valley on Wednesday night. And if they win that one, they play uh, uh, Bay Area. And the other side of the bracket is Saginaw Heritage and Fenton. Uh, and real quick, Anchor Bay plays Wednesday against Utica. And then uh, if they win that one, they would play either Dakota or Sterling Heights-Stevenson. All right. So that's everything that happened over the weekend. That is everything that happened over the uh, weekend. And, uh, well, one thing did happen over the weekend. We got the draws for yes, boys basketball. Officially, and a lot of it's what we thought it would be. But uh, some teams have much easier roads than others. And we'll get into that when we come back. 
Quality Computer Solutions is an all-inclusive IT managed services provider for large, medium, and small businesses. Let QCS become your business's IT help desk supporting desktops, laptops, phone systems, servers, backups, security, and more. You manage your business, we help you manage your technology. Already have an IT staff? QCS provides staff augmentation to help guide you through enterprise-level projects. Are you concerned about security? Is all of your data properly backed up and protected from cyber attacks and ransomware? Call Quality Computer Solutions at 8 888-956-6066 for a free on-site security assessment. 888-956-6066. Fransic Water Conditioning, your authorized independent Connecticut dealer, wants you to get the ball rolling to better living through better water. It's good to know you have someone in your corner with a full line of whole house and at-the-sink filtering systems. Call 800-848-5150 to schedule your free in-home water analysis and plumbing audit. The best quality water is within reach with Fransic Water Conditioning and Connecticut. Call us at 800-848-5150. This is McKenna Kitely from Port Huron Northern at Port Huron Schools. As a high school student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region here at Port Huron Schools. The district provides personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. I know that I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the court. I also know that they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools has prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington, a family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. I'm Jordan Rohde, one of the new owners of Four Sports. I'm extremely proud to be a part of the community and to help those in it. We'll beat the big box stores in service, quality, and price. For sports equipment, uniforms, varsity jackets, corporal apparel, awards, engravings, and more, making us your team's one-stop shop. Come into the same location we've always been at, 3950 Pine Grove Avenue. Come in the side door until our brand new retail space is open. So swing on by and check us out at the brand new Four Sports. Let me tell you about my friend Scott down at Miller Maytag. He knows quality appliances and how to help make your home run as smoothly as possible. Let the appliance experts at Miller Maytag help you pick the best American-made products from Maytag, KitchenAid, Whirlpool, and more. Freestanding double ovens will change your kitchen setup forever. Their high-efficiency front and top-load washers will save you money and do your laundry in half the time. Stop in today a quarter mile south of McLaren Hospital on Pine Grove. Miller Maytag is a proud supporter of local high school athletics. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back, Dennis and uh, Brady. And uh, Brady, uh, I know you've already got them up. I'm going to pull them up here so yeah, I can follow along with you. Through the districts, and we'll go biggest to smallest first. So we'll start in D1 as the districts have been locked in for the boys' basketball. And we only have one district in D1 that we really have to pay attention to District 32, Anchor Bay Hosts. And, well, PH had a, got a pretty crappy draw. Not that there was going to be an easy draw in this, but they have to go through Dakota and then would have to go through Port here on Northern and then whoever the hell comes out of the other side. Let's just call it Lons Cruz North because they are the two seed. That is about as tough of a road as you as PH could have gotten. Yeah, you know, and I, somehow I wish that we could have gotten PH Northern and opposite sides of the bracket so that you can always hope that they meet in the final. But the P- best we can do here is the semifinal game, but that'll still be a lot of intensity. Can PH beat Dakota? I think so. Dakota is are they the underdog? Yes, but I think they near can. Where they've been in years past. Um. The, the only thing I worry about with PH is when they've had success is when they've been able to run around and out-athlete teams and just be faster and cause chaos on the court. 
playing teams like Northern Dakota, they can do that really well. So does that line up and are you able to do something differently to give you the advantage? Yeah. Um, and then Northern, hey, they're going to have to get over that Dakota hur- hurdle or have to beat PH in the semifinal. And then I, I still think Lons Cruz North is going to be the game or the team to beat in the finals. I guess the good news is Lons Cruz and Lons Cruz North are playing each other. I actually don't know how big of a rivalry that is in basketball. Um, I kind of wish Dakota was down there because them – Lons Cruz North and Dakota would beat the hell out of each other. They are um, a huge rivalry. And we won't get that one. So Northern, um, I think, is the favorite. But PH, man, uh, talking about winners and losers of draws, PH has got maybe the toughest draw out of anyone. Yeah. In D2, um, well, I think the biggest winner, and we talked about it a bit last week, Richmond is almost certainly in the finals. They ended up the two seed, so they get the bye, and then they play the winner of Marine City and Algonac. They're going to be a heavy, heavy favorite, and then really they're going to have one tough game in this district, and it's going to be against whoever comes out of St. Clair, Armada, Marysville. Meanwhile, Armada and Marysville have pretty tough roads. I mean, that's gonna. I think that's going to be a pretty good game on Monday night. And then the winner has to play St. Clair. Like, let's use Marysville as an example. You have to play the host team at at their place on Monday. Then you have to beat a rival in St. Clair that you have beat once already, but is pretty solid. And then if you get through all that, you you get Richmond in the finals. That's another tough road. Yeah. Um, I still look at this and go, to me – St. Clair is this is their district to win. You've got to step up and go, we're better than everybody else in this district and we're going to win this district. Uh I do think Richmond is uh tough and Marysville and Armada can be dangerous, but again, St. Clair's got to kind of beat the chest and go, we're better than these two teams, we're going to beat them. Whoever it is wins that game, we're going to beat them. In the other D2 district, uh MLA City's had such a nice season. They're, what, 15-5 and five right now. They've been really solid. And, boy, do they get the raw end of the deal with their draw. <laughs> yeah, they win this district. They did something. Now, granted, we've talked about it all year. The worst record right now in, in the district out at Flint Kersley with Croslex, North Branch, MLA City, and Yale is North Branch at 11-8. and eight. So, off the rip, it's already a tough district. But MLA City um, finishes third in MPR, so they don't get um, one of the top two seeds. So what's their reward? They're one of the, the the only game Monday where they have to go play Kersley at Kersley. Fun. If they win that, they get Yale, and then they'd get either Croslex or North Branch in the finals, which, depending on how you want to look at it, might be the least daunting game <laughs> of the bunch. <laughs> I am not going to say anything against Crosslex the way those guys are playing right now. I'm not either, but <laughs> point being, you have to play the host yeah. team in round one, uh, Yale in round two, and that's going to be, uh, what, a week after an emotional game um, in that happens tomorrow. So you're going to run that one back, and then, oh, by the way, if you come out of that, you're going to have to deal with either Croslex or North Branch. Yeah. Who those two teams have played two weird games so far, so I have no beat on how that's going to go. Yeah. Like, that's going to be a race to, like, 35 the way they've played their first <laughs> two games. But uh, MLA City got the tough draw, and Croslex and North Branch, I think, got the, the best-case scenario. Um, yeah, that's not an easy game, but you don't play till Wednesday, and you just have to... Win a game that has been ugly both times, and then you just got one shot at the championship. Yeah. I actually like Cross Lex's draw over Yale. Yeah, I mean, if you're looking at it record-wise, but again, North Branch can be tough, but I do see Cross Lex as the favorite there, and I think they should get to Friday. 
And because well, Yale, either you play MLA City again, running back the game you played a week earlier, or you have to play the host team in Kersley. Yeah. Which again, and, and Kersley's the wild card because we really don't know. They're I mean, fourteen and six, but we really don't know how good they are. I mean, that's still they play in what the Flint Metro League. Yeah. That's not a bad league. No, they struggled and, in league play, but they're they're at worst decent, and they're on their home court. Yes. Um, I was looking in D three. Oh, that, re- real oh, quick, because El- Elmont got a tough. Oh, I, uh, yeah, I, uh, they're they're going over to Brandon. They got to play Lake Fenton first. They win that one. They got to play Notre Dame Prep, and if they win that one, they'll have to beat Goodrich. Thanks. <laughs> Be really cool if you did. <laughs> yeah, that, that to hey, Ross is coach of the year. He wins that district. Yes, because <laughs> Notre whoever comes out of that district's probably the. Well, if it's Goodrich or Notre Dame Prep, is probably the favorite to win the region. Um, so whew. yeah, who they 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 got a tough draw. Yes, they did. Um, let's go to Harbor Beach because I was looking at this district and really the region as a whole. Cass City and Harbor Beach will likely play each other in the district championship. The winner of that game is probably the favorite to go to a quarterfinal. Uh, the uh, the district they match up, the other one in Sandusky, is made up of K-Pac, Memphis, Brown City, Landmark, and Sandusky. Whoever, Cassidy or Harbor Beach are double-digit favorites over any of those teams. Yes. And the other teams in there, I mean, Laker I'm not even Carroll. sure who the favorite is there because uh, – the, the the three best teams I think are Sandusky, Brown City, and K-Pac, but they're all so Jekyll and Hyde that I don't know who's going to win that district. I'm going with the uh, football approach that you use. Sandusky hosts. Sandusky's the favorite. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, um, I not guess not by much. Not but by real much. Quick, no. I was looking at the other two districts that they'd match up with in a regional. The best teams coming out of there. I mean, Flint International's twelve and six. Flint New Standard is 14 and 5, but I know they're not playing the stiffest competition. Maybe Millington. But Harbor Beach or Cass City have a really legitimate shot of making a quarterfinal. Yeah. Um, looking at that from the draws. Real quick, um, just because we've talked about them, New Haven and Clintondale are a Wednesday matchup in that district. That's not a fun first game in district. No. And that's actually a really interesting one. Not that we're going to spend more than the 30 seconds right now on it, but that's one I'm going to at least be a little curious about. Well, it's like I kind of feel, I don't know, I kind of feel like the winner of that game, well, they probably have to play Lutheran uh, North. No, that's right. It's Lutheran Northwest. Oh, Lutheran Northwest. Yeah, so probably the winner of that game is going to win that district. That's, that's, to me, the district final right there. But for New Haven, the way they've kind of spiraled down the stretch, that's not a good draw. Clintondale's not a good draw for them. No, I mean, it's at New Haven, which helps a little bit. But, yeah, that's not the best. Um, and now to D4. Uh, I mean, the, the thumb teams have just struggled this year. And the two in the thumb, I mean, Ubley's hosting. Uh, they're, I guess they're the favorite. I mean they're ten and eight. Deckerville is the the other top seed at ten and ten. So that's anyone's district. Peck hosts, they play Marlette, and then they'll get either Akron, Fairgrove, Mayville, or Kingston, all winnable games. And Mooney uh, still gets a, a bye. They play Parkway Christian, who's eleven and eleven, and then they'll probably get Oakland Christian. In the finals, it is at Oakland Christian, which makes it a little tougher. Um, but Small gym, but they're used to going out there yeah, and playing there. They've been there a lot. Now, here's what I wanted to bring up earlier um, that was the subject of a Mick McCabe piece in the free press today. We've talked about all year how Dryden's had a pretty nice season, but we compared them to a bit to Brown City last year where we go, all right, you're going to have a really nice regular season record. The district is what's going to determine how successful this season is. They play uh, the, the the Waterford Our Lady of the Lakes hosts the district. Dryden has a bye, 
and they will play either Clarkston Everest or Our Lady of the Lakes. Neither is going to be a gimme game. But Dryden's looking for a, a district title, and they, they might have what it takes to do it. So they play Wednesday, and they uh, likely will play, if they get through, will play Genesee Christian in, in the finals, who, while not as good as they were last year, still a pretty darn good basketball team. Now, here's where it gets funky. The district final is on a Thursday at Waterford, Our Lady of the Lakes. Now, Dennis, you ask, why is Our Lady of the Lakes hosting a district, but they're playing it on Thursday when, and then this is according to the Mick McCabe article, out of the 128 districts, there's only one other one, and it's like in Battle Creek um, that plays on a Thursday. Well, it's because apparently Our Lady of the Lakes is hosting an auction on Saturday, and they need to set up for it on Friday night. So everyone's going, well, why don't we just move the district somewhere else? Dryden's saying, we'll host the district. We don't host an auction. And apparently the state is saying, nope, can't do it. It's not a big deal. You're playing Thursday. Uh, I don't get that. Uh, Playing getting literally zero time to prepare for an opponent makes a huge difference. Ask any coach. You Because Dryden does not have a game they can overlook on Wednesday. They're going to play a team that very well could end their season. And so they can't double dip and go, okay, we're playing a team that's 1-19, whatever. We're going to focus on Genesee Christian. They have to turn around and play on Thursday and why they won't, the state won't let them move the district to somewhere that's not hosting an auction that forces the game to be played on Thursday, I do not know. Yeah, I, I can see where this could be problematic. I, I The one thing that I know the state is going to say, well, both teams are in the same boat. Uh, they, they both don't. But 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 it's a it's a crappy boat. Yeah, uh, and and I know and I know this. Mm, Mooney probably wouldn't have won the regional last year if Mike didn't have that day to prepare for Genesee Christian. That probably made a lot of difference. It made a huge difference. Because... Because they were ready for them. Yes. And given a day to go over the film, especially from the game that was played on Wednesday, break it down and really get those finishing touches on something, makes a... And work on what you want to do. Have a practice and work on what you want to do. But... I just don't get why they can't just move it to a different location. It's or at least the final game. Like okay, if you don't want to move the whole district, move the the Friday night game to a different location so you can say we're going to play at a neutral site so Dryden can't get a home game on Friday if that's what the state wants to avoid. But what, and yeah. Genesee Christian doesn't get a home game. You, I'm sure you can find an open gym in the state of Michigan between those two schools and play a game. Yeah. Or if Everest or, you know, I, I guess the one team that wouldn't want to give up the home game is if Lakes got through to Dryden and right. beat Dryden. They want to play at home the next day. But here's the thing. Uh, don't offer to host a district if you can't adequately host the district. That's what I don't get. I, and again, what's what's the downside of moving this? And it sounds like from the article, um, it sounds like they've known about it for a while. Yeah. What's the negative effect that you have to play it on on Thursday? Because it's not like baseball or softball where everything happens in one day. So if it's Friday or Saturday, it really doesn't make that much of a difference. I don't know. Could they play it Saturday in the evening? like, Or does the thing go all day? And also, how big is this auction that you need to set up for it? On Friday. Right. Yeah. How early does it start? <laughs> the retirement home auction? Like, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, can't, can't you even play the game earlier on Friday? 5.30 tip. You're done by 7.30. I, I don't know. Um, and it's not the biggest deal in the world, but it just seems like there's a very simple change. Just move the damn district. And if, if there's a, an issue on who hosts, I'm sure you can find a neutral site 
or like you said, play it a little earlier on, on Friday. But here's the thing. At the beginning of the year, you go, all right, it's Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Happens all the time, Dennis. We've been doing this for four years now uh, just with this. Um, you've been covering districts for a lot yeah, longer. The, the, Have you ever done a Thursday district champion? Well, the, there are, the, the situation where you get a Thursday game is when there's it's like a three-team district. So, Oh, Tuesday, yeah. Yeah, t- two teams play on Tuesday, and, and then the winner plays the team that got the bye for the championship on Thursday. Right. I've seen that. Especially when you get into D four and and the smaller schools, but I've never seen like a full out that I can remember a full out district where you had to turn around and play the next day uh, on a Thursday. Generally, if I've seen it shifted, it gets shifted to well, there was a reason we had to play Saturday. Yeah, and in the article, um, the the rep from the state claims that it happens all the time, and then McCabe went through and saw one other example of it. So one out of 127 other districts, I would not say happens way more than other people uh, may think. Yeah. Now, again, I don't, I, we can make a big deal on it. I just say, this is what you've got. Go play the games, go win the games, go win the district. Yeah. But again, that that's such a quick turnaround. I mean, you very rarely see, see teams schedule back-to-backs in the regular season. So why in the biggest games of the year to that point are you all, all right with a back-to-back? No, I'm not all right with it, but it is it is what it is. And if I let it become a distraction, it's not going to matter because I'm not going to be playing Thursday. Right. But, again, it is something that I think up until district week, you try to fight tooth and nail to get it changed. And once you don't, come that Monday, all right, it is what it is. Yeah, so... Um, the, the, the first thing for Dryden is they've got to focus on Wednesday. They got to see who they're going to play. They're going to look at Monday, get ready for that game on Tuesday, play it on Wednesday. And that's all you can worry about right now. Right. So I just wanted to bring that up cause I, uh, I thought it was weird and I thought it was, uh, neat that the freak was writing about. Little old Dryden yeah. problems. <laughs> Been a while, probably since Emily City lost the coin flip. Is the last time they wrote about a team in that area. That is true, and oh, geez, that was uh, that was a whole situation in and of itself. But yeah. Anyway, uh, anything else before we head back home? Uh, it's one hockey game tonight, and then what? I'm out in Emily City tomorrow, and you're in Marine City for girls basketball. Yep, uh, cousin Owen, Marine City on uh, Tuesday, and the hockey is an eight o'clock puck drop uh, tonight at McMorrin on Stream One to open up the uh, the playoffs. The regional hosted by Port Huron Northern, and it's PH and Gross Point South tonight. All right, sounds good. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.